is a bit different. It's a different intro, a different vibe. There's a different intro and a different vibe, and it seems like I'm recording for something else. Today is a little bit different again, as I know that. But I don't know exactly how it is different. Funny enough, this form of free expression, you always speak your mind, but you don't exactly know why and when and how are you speaking your mind. I mean, I'm talking about myself here. It is different because of the recording, although the recording is different. But it is different because since the morning, things has been different. I should have been depressed, maybe, low energy. I started with not, with not that much of like positive thoughts in the mainstream traditional sense. So from that perspective, my day should be a little bit tough emotionally or energetically, but it is not. And it wasn't for the last few days, although the energy has been low. So I'm kind of grateful as much as it is curious. Grateful as much as it is curious. Hmm. Something inside of me is telling me, hey, what is going on? Let's learn this. And maybe at some point we can maybe replicate it. Let's learn this. And maybe in the future we can have more of it. Or you don't need to worry about this anymore. I don't need to worry about my well-being. What I need to do or what I don't need to do. Something inside of me is telling me that, oh, this is permanent. This is something that is going to be here no matter what you do. Is this time different than any other time? I've said this before. I did say it before. I did say it before. Yet now, it doesn't really, I mean, it doesn't really sound any different. But it feels the same. Yeah. It doesn't sound, but it does feel different, actually. But again, every other time I remember, I remember that it felt different at the time. So why am I curious about this? Yeah. Why am I curious about this phenomena where there is no clear reason why is one in a good mood or a, a non-resistant <laughs> non-resistant non mood why is one curious why is one curious when there is non-resistant mood because this is not the norm this is not the usual my usual day is full of resistance not full as if I'm like the kind of resistance like I cannot really keep up but the kind of resistance that makes the day as if it's on a journey somehow. You know? A day with challenges. You know, that doesn't say that today is not a day with challenges or or today is not 
a day that did not start with challenges, it did, of course. Every single thing is a challenge, if I think about it. But it didn't feel like a challenge today. It just felt like it is what it is. Energy is here, things to be done. Things to be undone. Things to be said, perceived, smelled, appreciated, etc. Even now I have really no reason to be talking to this mic and to this camera. But I am doing it. And in a weird way, it, today it feels like a diary. But I don't know if it's always been a diary, yet without me noticing it. I mean, it is called connectionism. And it's a trip into and about myself. It feels like I need to show something for this. I need to say something that is on par to how I'm feeling. So maybe we can start with that. I feel intense. The kind of intensity you would have maybe if you did some, like, kind of powerish, not too powerful, uh, not too powerful, upper amphetamine or something. But my head is clear. There is a bit of resistance in my head. But it feels like there is so much going on inside. Yet not... Yet thought is not here. To use it. Project it somehow. Put it here or there. The intensity is just here. And there is no resistance to that intensity. This is something that I can say that, yeah, this is new. This sensation is new. Or this experiencing is new to me. I don't know if it's brand new, but it feels new. And I never ask myself, what does feel new? What does this newness feel like? Up to the past week or something, I would say newness is... This newness is characterized... <laughs> Sorry. This newness is... Characterized by... The resistance. And in the past, I also called that this intensity is actually the intensity of the unknown. It is unknown, that's why it's intense. That's why we resist it. That's why I resist it. Because something that I don't have control over, something I'm not aware of. Yeah. Yet, yet, I wonder why today is a little bit different. Actually, it's not really a little bit different. It's quite a lot different. And I'm even feeling of starting in a <laughs> the ambient music on a very good note. To reflect whatever is going on inside of me. But where is the inquiry? What am I concerned with? At this point, it seems that I am concerned with the fact that I'm not concerned with anything. So I would be asking, if there is nothing to be concerned about, I have understood the futility of thinking about the future rather than planning it, 
or thinking about the past. So there is no concern. Yet, I am being concerned. I am searching for something to be concerned about. It seems that I cannot really... The habit of occupancy is here. Yet with the fact of the existence of the habit of seeking concern, there is also the clarity at this moment. So the meeting of the seeking and the clarity what happens when seeking meets clarity? When attention meets the habit of seeking? So what happens when attention meets the habit of seekage?
what happens when the two states meet? Is it possible for the two states to coexist? Can there be clarity when I am seeking? Naturally not. I'm seeking a specific thing. Whenever I'm seeking, I'm seeking a specific thing. My clarity is... Yeah. My clarity is, seeking is not. Yet I'm also wondering now. There can be no seeking without the seeker. Right? Which is me. What I, my identities, what I identify with, where I think my security is. Where I should be, where is my place. All that and even more, as I think we all know it by now. So, I've been seeking my whole life. Since I've grew a consciousness. And I've been seeking and seeking and seeking. Everyone around been seeking and seeking. And I've grew aware of this identity game, identity trap. This trap that I've been involved in for as long as I remember. And now all of a sudden, today, there is no mental seeking, which is the seeking that I'm talking about, the psychological seeking. This concrete concern about the future how things are going to be, is this worth it or is not worth it? This constant measuring and comparison. Seeking security, stability, you know, to thrive and all that, which is based on ideas, ideologies, the past, my experiences, my desires, my past pleasures. I've understood that, or oh, that's been understood. So that's not anymore, let's say, for today at least. But does that mean that the habit is still there? The physical, organ-related habit? How the mechanism of the brain functioning? Is this pressure in my brain actually is a hint of that mechanism functioning, yet it's going nowhere? So it's like what's apparent is only headache? This could be all just one fantasy that I'm portraying or thinking for myself. There is no one next to me or around me to kind of, uh, you know, bounce, have a dialogue with. So I'm having a dialogue with myself. So it's not like I need to be extra careful or concerned about confusing myself. It doesn't really matter, actually. We're exploring, I'm seeing, I'm experimenting with myself, this power of consciousness, actually, which is, it's so underrated in so many ways. So actually have the ability to go inside of yourself and check and see and explore, interact actually as well. It seems like there is really no concern because one, one's ability to attend to oneself is awake. It 
meeting one's own experience. Not the total abundant experience, but the psychological experience. Yeah. So there is the experience that is whole, that is complete, right? Everything is included and nothing is excluded. There is no, like, limiting judgment. The judgment is part of the experience rather than the container of the experience, right? What we usually is judgment is the container of our experiences. Yet there is also this where judgment is only part of the experience, part because my conditioning, the conditioning of this organism, is only a part of the experience. While before it was the whole experience, decides this is bad, this is good, I should do this, I shouldn't do that. But once conditioning becomes an element, so now a psychological experience of one's life is only part of the whole thing. Because in fact, the psychological experience is this interaction between what is known to what is out there. And more and more with observing and attention to that, one realizes the truth of the matter. Whatever that truth is, I'm not going to even tell you what that truth is. I mean, we've been, I talk about it quite often. But this, it is a quite, it's kind of a comparison trying to get the right picture or the right, or the reality between what is known and what is out there. So out of that, a lot of emotions comes up. A lot of concerns come up. But the understanding that whatever is inside, the psychological experience, is a limited experience because of, of the limited knowledge one have. The accumulated knowledge, right? Not the knowledge. So then, life takes a different turn. It's not a turn like out of pain or misery or suffering or all that, but but all these things will have a different meaning. We'll, all these things will have different value. And it's, this value is something for you to discover, for me to discover. If, if I would be telling you, it would be merely just a poetic attempt with no... A holistic intention behind it to describe a personal experience in a general sense could be quite misleading to the listener oh this should feel like this this is the state that is possible this is the potential of my living just the thing is like the potential of your living is quite different from what you're living. While this might be scary, intimidating, risky, while in fact it is, to my current lifestyle. Yet that different living, which is based on no idea, because it's based on perception and clarity, which is basically baseless, direct contact with what is inside and outside with the understanding that actually up to the point that inside and the outside are not that different from one another whatever it is it is closer to the actual you the actual life rather than any other idea that I am living when things are perceived this way, I realize how corrupted I am. 
or how corrupted I was. Not that I'm not corrupted now, but how I was. We agree on a certain law, certain borders, a certain suffering, certain corruption, certain genocide. We all agree on this. And we convince ourselves that this is the only way to live. This is how it is. This is our nature. And honestly, I would just say, freaking bullshit. Now I'm seriously angry. We blame everyone on the things that we need to do. The things that we need to see. Starting our life from dependency. Chronic dependency. Living an aggressive life. Dry life. Pure pleasure-seeking life. And pure just like basically just focus. Not pure as in a sense that is... I don't know, at this point it's like turning the other, turning an eye, choosing not to perceive, choosing not to look, is also seeking. I can seek to see and I can seek not to see. Both are not the thing. There is only what's here to be seen. My own behavior, my own state, my own condition, momentarily. I think I know actually what to play. Hmm. Do I need anything more or less than what this moment presents? Do I need more or less understanding than what this moment presents?
do I have anything besides what's having now? Do I have anything besides what's happening now? Even now I'm trying to kind of measure what's happening with me now. It's not something to be called pleasant or unpleasant. I mean, I finished the last segment and I was angry. I'm not even going to call it anger at this point. It's just, it's not something to be called unpleasant. And it's not something to be called pleasant. I don't know even now if I can call it uncomfortable because I'm okay with it. But then, does that mean that this moment is enough if I'm not measuring it? If I'm not comparing it? Placing it? trying to use it. I mean, in that sense, isn't this experience that I'm calling my experience, in touch with all there is outside and inside, Because the psychological experience of what is, is not dominating what is. The psychological experience is an experience in time. Time as present, future, thinking. My idea of that, what I should be aware of, what I shouldn't be aware of, what I should chase and what I shouldn't chase. And does this moment comply with what happened in the past and what I want to happen in the future? Isn't this the beginning of corruption? Not the beginning as in the beginning of time, but the beginning of corruption in order for it to be perceived as corruption. My psychological experience about myself corrupts the moment. Not intentionally, clearly I would say maybe, but corrupts it up to or according to what happened in the past, which includes my ideas of the future. It's also in the past. It came from the past, so it's in the past. When the psychological experience is dominating, I'm trapped within it. For eternity it's always there it's always alive in that sense hypnosis that's what i can say maybe this explains the outbursts that i had the world is so demanding I'm demanding up to the point that you really don't see your needs anymore. I don't really see what is needed because I've been told what is needed. So I cannot really see what's needed. What's needed for me, 
what's in there for the people around me, actually what's in there for the people around me. Not what they're telling me, what they need. Which is, now there's a very, very tricky, muddy grounds. But the fact is that I really didn't have the capacity or even been told about the capacity to see things for myself, to understand things for myself. I grew up in a culture of belonging, a culture of dependency, a culture of spoon-fed education. But that's it. No more. Not no more as in a matter of uh, decision, but no more because once you take that step, you just take that step. And the psychological experience is teaching me all the time about my past. It's part of the experience. Yeah. It's actually... I have a great deal of appreciation for it now. The question is, what fulfills one's experience? I think just understanding the limitation of what was and actually what is that opens the door. Opens the door, I'm, I'm going to try, I want to change, I really want to change that expression. Opens the door. There is no door. It's just a metaphor. takes every inch of my body and my breath and my consciousness and my energy, flesh and blood, for freedom.
So being alive, has a completely different value now. Being alive, life, is literally immeasurable. Now, how would that transform my relationships? Is it actually transformative of my relationships? The existing ones. And the future ones. But we don't have the future ones, so let's talk about the existing ones. The world is as it is, mainstream-like, forces us or influences us always to maintain similar psychological experience to whatever they are going through. Whether rejecting you from their pain or accepting you. We call it the game. But it's just a pitiful existence, actually. Nobody try. Nobody chooses this life unless they. That's the only thing that that they have. The only thing they know of. Yet, on the contrary, we're saying. But you need to live something that you don't know of. I had a friend of mine. And uh, he used to, you know, breed birds and, you know, kind of have them as a pet in a cage, of course, in their, in his apartment or something. And it's like, why would you bring such a creature, a free creature, and put them in the cage? He told me something. And I think it was very insightful for me. It's like, I am this bird's was born in a cage. If you opened the door, they wouldn't go out. So similarly, this is how we live. This is our life. The fact of being alive is the most radical thing of all, apparently, so it seems. And it's not easy in the beginning, in the middle. In the beginning... It's necessary. It's not easy. It's just necessary. Because I've seen the alternative. And I am seeing the alternative. There's no way to live. Living a life solely like that is no way to live. And that's it. This life is for me to discover, for me to make mistakes, not according to a certain agenda, do you see? Because it could be quite a childlike behavior, it's like, oh, I'm going to live the way I live, dress the way I wanted to dress, or eat the way I want to eat, drink, or do this or do that. That's just child's play. Can you really do that with nothing in mind to compare with, to seek or not seek? But really, what does it really mean to discover? Hmm. Is it maybe possibly the question that we said, what does it happen when the habit of seeking meets clarity? Discovery. Wow, I need to think about this. <laughs> So I'm really glad. It's been a nice week, a nice session. And I would like 
to end this properly. And I would like to end it very properly. Mm -hmm. See you next week.